Oh, I just realized that <laughs> my mic was all the way off and I was doing an intro there. So I'm going to do it again. My apologies. Buenas tardes. Boa tarde. Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Julian Quintero. This is Foreigner FM. Hopefully you have a fantastic Friday up to this point. Um, it has been absolutely phenomenal for me. Been a nice couple days, very long work week. And now as we head into the weekend, it's Halloween weekend. What spooky plans do you got? We'll just have to find out to see how you're going to be doing them. I'm going to be personally at work. But after that, man, I'm going to have a lot of fun. going to go out dancing, hopefully some Latin dance in there. But, man, it's going to be a fantastic weekend, Halloween weekend. Hopefully you have your plans set up with your friends, with everybody around you. But it is what it is. But today we're going to be playing Vallenato, Vallenato de la Buena. I absolutely love Vallenatos from my home country of Colombia. Laura will soon be joining us. Uh, she went out to grab something technically. That last song was Amantes by Elder Dayan Diaz y Rolando Ochoa. And the upcoming song, it's one of my personal favorites. Vivo en el limbo de Calet.
de un que llame a la casa y conteste la tía universal y diga que ya yo me fui, que ya no estoy, que me fui a beber. No piensen que este disco está rayado y que sinceramente no sé qué me pasa Porque en mi agua en el desierto, donde estaba ya casi muriendo Buenos muchachones, dedíquenle esto a Tachi Nieto en Fundación y Carlos Gómez en Quilla Yo no sé qué me pasa, yo no sé qué me pasa, yo no sé qué me pasa No piensen que este disco está rayado y que
Hopefully you're having a fantastic day. That was Materialista by Silvestre Dangon featuring Nicky Jam. I'm Julian Quintero. As I said on the intro, hopefully you're having a fantastic day up to this point. It has been a really nice Friday so far. I'm not going to lie. The temperature in Canada, a lot warmer than I thought it would be. It was pretty cold last week and this week now. It's a lot, well, it's actually a bit more, uh, I would say, human friendly. It's at nine degrees right now. It's pretty It's pretty fun. As you can hear from the laughing in the back, you can... Uh, here, my co-host, Laura Faria. How Hello. are you doing today, Laura? I am good. I had a long commute to Toronto, but like you said, it is a human-friendly weather, so cannot complain much. Yeah, it's, it's going to be... It's going to be interesting these next couple days. Obviously, we're in what I like to call the awkward period. I've called it the awkward period since I've moved here because at the moment, we're going to have weeks where we're going to be sitting at about 15, 14 degree weather. Week right after, we're going to be sitting at days with four or five degree weather until we already hit start or late November, which is what's coming up right now. And soon we're going to be expecting potential snow because that could always hit whenever we really don't know up in canada it's never too early for snow to start hitting uh i know people are already preparing so for those of you at home that are driving be sure to put on your snow tires because man you're really going to need them and on top of that if you are not canadian be sure to throw on your snow tires for yourself so your jacket your toques whatever you want to call it be sure to throw them on because it's going to start getting interesting and if it's your first time in canada if it's your first year here, it gets cold, so don't underestimate it. And 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 I should mention that something I found out like last year, after like nine years living in Canada, was that there's such thing as heated socks, heated <laughs> gloves, and a heated vest that you can put on so Wait, that you, you, when you're out, you're like warm all the time. Laura, you didn't know that. I did not know that. I spent no. I spent my first nine years in Canada freezing, but then again. That's not surprising because my first two years in Canada, I thought Uggs were winter boots. So. That that is a mistake. <laughs> yeah, I I, I I used Uggs in like uh, snow that was like uh, 
10 inches tall that, and then my feet God. would be soaked and I'd what be like doing? fucking Canadians with their shitty boots that do not work. <laughs> 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 it turns out oh I was God. stupid. So. Oh yeah, that is oh my goodness, that is bad, dude. What yeah. the heck? Even yeah. I, my I, my toes would turn blue regularly during winter that, and I that, was like that's just Canadian skin for me. So now I have to ask, do you have all all 10 of your toes or are you missing any? <laughs> I have 10 of my toes, luckily, yes. That's good. <laughs> anyway, guys, as always, I mentioned it earlier. It is Halloween weekend. It is, uh, funnily enough, I believe Laura's favorite holiday. Yes! Um, she she put on, what was it, a stand-up show this past Tuesday. Um, this upcoming, oh, Tuesday this upcoming Tuesday we're doing Tuesday. it. Yeah, awesome. Haunted Comedians. Yeah. Um, you want to tell people here where they can potentially find you? Yes. Um, so you can always find my shows uh, if you follow me on Instagram at Laura Faritos. But the idea is that we're doing a live to tape podcast recording. And we're going to be doing this uh, here in Toronto at Tall Boys Craft Beer House. And the idea is I'm just going to get some of my favorite comedians to come share some of their spookiest tales with their, you know, stand-up comedy flair. And we'll record that, put it in a nice little compilation of, you know, stories from the paranormal realm with the paranormal comedians. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, you know, if you guys want to go check that out, you want to meet some people in Toronto, if you still haven't been able to, stand-up shows definitely are a great place to start. Laura's going to be there. I can't promise if I'm going to be there because I'm going to be honest, I have a really long class that day as well, but I'll definitely do my best to try to show. So if you're hearing this and you want to come on out, be sure to go to, uh, what is it, Tall Boys Craft House? Tall Boys Craft Beer House at 7 p.m. on October 31st. There, you heard her. But yeah. Guys, man, it's going to be really, really interesting all around. I think today we have a really solid one. I love Vallenato. It is really, really nice music. And on that, we're going to move on to our next song, which is El Igueron. Igueron, yeah, I think I messed that up a bit. Igueron uh, by Binomio de Oro. Um, be sure to check it out. And here we go, ladies and gentlemen, just for you guys. Suelo a mi alma debajo del liguerón donde siempre te esperaba.
Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We are here and we're ready to just keep chatting because, of course, that's exactly what we do here because what else do we bring it here? That, as I mentioned earlier, was El Higuerón by Binomio de Oro. Fun fact, I love Binomio de Oro. They have, uh, de, de Oro. They have a phenomenal, phenomenal songs throughout. And I mean, almost all the artists here today, uh, Colombian culture, Colombian music. Um, I've absolutely loved it my whole life. Um, my parents have always put it on. Uh, since I was a kid. Um, weirdly enough, though, uh, I think I think you're going to have a fun little laugh here, Laura, about this, but my um, my dad, it was it was really interesting. He, it was, um, when I was growing up, I didn't have a sister, and uh, to be honest, my mom really isn't someone that dances. The one who dances is my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was really funny, because my dad, growing up, he was like, I really want you to learn how to dance. Which is, you know, obviously as a Latin dad, that's what you want from your kid. It's totally fair. It's really valid. But my dad never showed me how to dance. He would just be like, you have to do this. And then he would just grab my mom and then dance, but like never explain how to do anything. All right. And then I, I start going to school in, in, in Colombia and I get invited to a party. Everyone's dancing. I'm like, I have no idea how to do this so i just went out there and i had to just learn it on the fly um and it was absolutely at first it was really scary because like everyone's just like what you don't know how to do this move you don't know how to do it ocho and i'm like i have absolutely no idea <laughs> how to do this move um but it was it was you know i've i've learned since i love dancing i love latin dance and you know bajanato really isn't something that you can dance to 
the equivalent to Vallenato, what you guys are listening to right now, uh, this is country music in in Colombia, at least like to an extent. It's what we consider more so country music. So if you're a big fan of your country stars over here, I, I, I don't think I can name you a single one off the top of my head. I'm going to be honest. I'm not, a, I'm not that big into country. Me um, but I yeah. think I think we could name like Carrie Carrie. Und Carrie Underwood. That. <laughs> That's a throwback. That, no, that, you, got, that like, you, you got your uh, your Luke Bryan's. Like, <laughs> I don't know who that is. I'm 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 like opening up country playlists to see names, you know. I'm, Luke Bryan's. I know I, I, there is Luke Bryan. I, I actually have heard of him. Morgan Wallen's really popular right now. I don't know how I forgot him. Luke Combs. <laughs> I got asked the other day by someone if I listened to Luke Combs, and uh, I thought they said Blue Combs. Uh, because I, but I, but I knew they were talking about country music. But I thought they told me, uh, "Have you heard of Blue, of Luke Combs?" I, I blanked, and I thought they said Blue Combs, and I said, and I thought they were talking genres of country, and I don't know many of them, so I was just like, "No, I don't know Blue Combs, but I know Bluegrass. I think it's pretty cool." <laughs> and they were just really confused, and I was confused too because I don't listen to country music. But uh, but yeah, this is Bajanato. Bajanato is an absolutely phenomenal brand of music. And with that being said, I'm going to get ready to put on our next song, ladies and gentlemen. He, it, this honestly, this man, he's kind of the forefather of Vallenato, making it popular not only through Colombia, but also in Latin America. The one, the only, Diomedes Diaz. This is Caracoles de Colores.
Ladies and gentlemen, we're back on air here. Uh, Laura, I just, you know, we, as I mentioned earlier, obviously we're in the Halloween spirit. It's pretty fun. So I want to ask you, um, how was Halloween like back home in Brazil? Because I can imagine that it's very different compared to how they do it here in Canada. Honestly, it wasn't. No. <laughs> we, we, we didn't have any Halloween period. Um, no? No, there were only two Halloween parties that I went to when I lived in Brazil. Mm -hmm. One was that my aunt organized, and I think that like I am who I am today because of that party. Mm. <laughs> she just uh, had it like full out. I felt like I was in an American movie because no one else in Brazil did that. She like had her whole condo like entrance decorated. I don't know how she got the people in her building to fucking like allow that hey, 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 hey. real quick we, yeah we, we can't really swear on here oh, i have to remember that I, i'm sorry i hey, work on sw that. swearing's kind of a thing in latin culture so i will i will it work on that <laughs> but uh long story short that was my first exposure to halloween because she really went all out with food and everything there were dead men fingers in the buffet and like eyeballs and everything and it was so creative And the only other party I had in Brazil was one that I threw myself when I was 13, I think. 13? 13. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, I was like 13. I invited a few. I, I used to live in pretty much an abandoned building. Um, abandoned it, building? Yeah. No wonder I'm such a horror freak. <laughs> But I basically lived in a abandoned building that was just me, the guy who works like door and like all those apartments were like empty except for like December. Every other time of the year it was empty. So October still empty. So I invited like everyone in my class and I just had like a banger equivalent for 13 year olds. Because <laughs> like who was gonna complain? Like what 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 neighbors were gonna have a problem with it, you know? So Yeah, that's a that's a pretty fair point. Um For me, I mean, I grew up part of my life in the United States. Obviously, then I grew up in Colombia. And I do have to say that, I mean, when I lived in the U.S., obviously, I was I was pretty young. I was, like, I was a lot younger. And uh, so, as, like, Halloween parties, it was just whatever the hell you did in class, right? Mm -hmm. But uh, when I moved to Colombia, from there, obviously, we had pretty major high school parties, specifically on Halloween. Um, I remember I only really went to two of them because they were actually on, like, the weekend because on weekdays, no, your boy had to study. So I couldn't really, I wasn't really one to be able to go out on those. And to be fair, I wasn't really fully interested. But when it comes down to it, I remember this party very vividly. Um, I ended up walking around this party. People were dressed up. People were having fun. And for myself, at the time, I wasn't really a big fan of drinking. I didn't really enjoy it. 
And so what I ended up doing was I ended up finding a giant, like, massive jug that was empty of water. And I found a garden hose. And I filled it all the way up with water. And I started walking around just giving drunk people water at this party. And... You know, at first, you know, it was just kind of like people were like, oh, haha, you're being helpful. And then from there, I just became really reliable at that party. I became the person that everybody was going to to make sure that their drunk friend wasn't too drunk to not go home. Um, and it reached a point where at one specific moment, I was just chilling. I was chilling at a, what's it called, by a wall at the back half of the party. Most people already went inside. And I look up and I see three dudes, two of them are carrying their friends. And the third one is slugged out kind of like Jesus before they put him on the cross. Like he's just slugged out over their shoulders just like this. And they're coming and they're approaching me. And I could have sworn that this might have been a reference to something that happened to the Bible or something. I have no idea. But like essentially speaking, this dude comes up to me. And he's just like, father, friend, I heard you have water. My friend here. Is really drunk and we need him to sober up in order to get home and I'm standing there I'm like don't worry my son for I have the water for you I like did the, the, like the sign of the cross on the guy you know I'm just like in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit your friend will just be slightly less intoxicated once I'm done with him and I grab this like gallon of water and just like dump it on this dude and this guy is just standing there like ah like mouth open head back just like like almost inhaling water yeah. for how drunk he was. And then he just sits up. He just like gets more awake and he's just like, thank you. And I'm just like, anything for my job, for the people who believe in me. <laughs> like it was, it was an absolutely interesting time. Um, and really like that's the only real Halloween story that I have because the other one, it was just, just so you guys know how Colombian Halloween is. Everyone just dresses up and compared to parties here where it's just drinking and talking and drinking and drinking and <laughs> drinking, drinking. <laughs> um in colombia and this is like for most parties obviously we have a drinking element but everything is just let's go dance and people yeah. dance salsa with each other they dance bachata night. it's just it's partner dancing it's fun you're looking you know you're in halloween you know what i'm saying yeah you're you're dressed up like shaggy you're looking for velma like that's kind of the vibe you're going for yeah. that night yeah. You're like looking, you're looking throughout the party to see not only if you can find a group of people, if you find your Scooby gang or if you find your Velma, Stop. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, that's kind of the vibe of how it is when you're at these parties. You're dancing and, you know, if you were like me who um, genuinely just did not really, like I wasn't, I liked dancing with people. I would just find a group of boys and girls throughout. I'd dance with them. We'd rotate. Everybody danced in partner. Everyone danced in group. It was fantastic. Or, you know, if you were, if you were feeling it that night, you'd, you'd see if you can pick out one specific girl, right? And hope to sway her to dance with you and not with other people and try to go two dances, three dances. That's how it is in Colombia, you know? So I thought, it was, I thought it was pretty interesting throughout. I personally just absolutely loved it. And you know, I, I miss it, honestly, you know? If I could be back home for Halloween and be able to go hang out with some people in Colombia, dance, have some fun that way. You don't need alcohol fully to have fun at parties. And I really want people to know that because... Yeah. I, I feel like we've reached a point now where it's drinking or drinking, and I think at some point in time it takes away from it. Yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. Um, yeah, I think that on the note of uh, Halloween, I would say that this isn't a story related to Brazil, but it's still just as valid to say on air because uh, on my third Halloween here in Canada, 
I was in the gay village here in Toronto and I was just like enjoying some costume party and I was like having a blast. And my mom called me a bunch of times and she was like, can you please stop trying to break the door? And I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to break <laughs> who's breaking the door <laughs> so i i called her back she didn't pick up i went into panic mode i was like great it's halloween the cops the, are go the ghosts got to her <laughs> yeah i'm like it's halloween the cops are obviously not going to do anything and now she's telling me there's somebody trying to break the door i need to go home it's freddy krueger all over again yeah. he's just waiting at the door for your mom yeah so, in hopes to get to you you know yeah so then so then i ubered back to like my house i got there there was an ambulance <laughs> and oh. a cop car waiting and i was like amazing what 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 is this? <laughs> I get there and there's a big pile of poop um, in my mom's doorstep, like a what? big pile of poop, like 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 could have come from a horse pile of poop. And like we live in a condo, you know, like it's indoors, like you have to go through stairs, you know, to, to get to my door. So for you to find a random big pile of poop there in a hallway, it's really weird. And I was I like, can what? imagine. I was like, what happened? And it turned out that a naked woman was banging on the door trying to come inside. She was like, this is my house. You need to let me inside. And my mom realized she was mentally ill. So she called the paramedics. Um, but then the naked woman fought the paramedics, so the cops <laughs> ended up um, coming in. And then she pooped in the um, entrance out of, I guess, angst that the cops got involved. Mm. And uh, um, they came, they collected her, they looked at the poop in the doorstep, and they were like, have a good night, ma'am. <laughs> and uh, that, that really does, honestly, in terms of <laughs> Halloween, that sounds like a nightmare on Elm Street. I'm was, just saying, it, really it sounds was. like a mess. But I guess the big nightmare here was that my mom thought it was me all along. And I was like, <laughs> what impression do you have of me? Like, <laughs> It's the demons that are around us every day that are the people that haunt us the most. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to move on to the next song of Vallenato. This is Me Dejo Solito by Jorge Caledon. Hopefully you are able to be enjoying this one as much as I do. Solito, solito, ay solito, 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 
evitar el dolor de los versos que escribí, de los versos que escribí. Cante y no el corazón, no ha dejado de sufrir, ni de tu viejo acordeón. almost 12.56, our time on air is almost through, so after we're going to talk for a little bit, we're going to leave you with one more song, and then we're going to head on out of here, but ladies and gentlemen, hopefully you have been able to enjoy so far today's episode, but going back to the theme of Halloween, I mean, obviously it is Halloween weekend, we want to be able to cover those points, and yes. the main point as a whole is horror movies, horror stories, things of this sort from Latin America. Laura, do you have anything that you know from back home in Brazil, kind of a... Uh, horror story, horror movie that you would recommend for the viewers out there? I mean, um, I, I I don't know that I would recommend a horror movie per se from from Brazil. I'm not I'm not sure I can even think of a good Brazilian horror movie. But I will say that the horror legend that I've been like obsessed with from Brazil lately is that um, a lot of people believe that there's werewolves in the Amazon. Werewolves in the Amazon. Yeah. I oh. mean, um, there's like a few towns like surrounding the Amazon, which people claim that they have like sightings of um, werewolf to the point that one town even like implemented like curfews on mo full moon <laughs> nights and stuff. So that was something fascinating to me because Brazilians are like... Brazilians are generally speaking the type of people who are like, oh, I want to see it to believe it, you know? So when you say that for everything else, Brazilians are like, oh, I need to see it with my own eyes to believe it. But because we're talking about the Amazon, <laughs> it's just really funny that you can look at a Brazilian in the eye and be like, yeah, there's potentially werewolves in the Amazon and <laughs> they will go. I believe you. I'm. I'm not. I'm not gonna go cool. check. <laughs> hey man, you, if you think there's werewolves out there, cool. I'm not gonna go check them for you. I'm just not gonna you. go find out. <laughs> like, if, if you want to find the werewolves, cool. But for me, not only have I seen Teen Wolf, I've also seen Twilight. I personally don't want to go uh, find the the werewolves. Um, but yeah, in in Colombia, and then obviously more so in Mexico and in Latin America as a whole, everyone has their own version of this story, but mm -hmm. it is the very famous story of La Llorona. Yeah. La, La Llorona. For those of you who don't know what La Llorona is, essentially it's a legend. There was this young woman a long, long time ago who really loved this man. 
She had kids of her own from a previous relationship. She loved this man, and she wanted the man to love her. But the man didn't really care for her kids, right? So this woman goes out and, and according to legend, drowned her kids to make sure her this man would love her. The man did not love her for it. Obviously, he repented her more so because she killed her kids, and she ended up killing herself. And then from then on, she was sent to haunt the earth, right? So as the legend goes, she roams around the night. And if you hear crying around the corner, imminent death for you is waiting for you. So this Halloween, ladies and gentlemen, if you're out partying, 1 a.m., 2 a.m., you're walking the streets of Toronto. It seems dead. There's no people around you. And you hear crying, run. Because you never know when a good one is going to come get you. But also make sure you're not at Jarvis and Wellesley because then it might not be your honor. It just might be that one guy who screams at 3 a.m. going, ah, every, every hey, night. Hey, you never know. You never know when it comes down to it. Adorona, she's everywhere. She will come track you down. She will do whatever she can. But yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, our time is up here. It is 1 o'clock. I'm going to put one more song on for you guys before we officially wrap it up over here. But it's been absolutely amazing here in Foreigner FM. My name is Julian Quintero. This is Laura Faria. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to leave you guys with one more song. This 